No, no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Wilby's back. Tell a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Good to be back, Matt. That's good. It was good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Then you went and ruined it. (laughs) No, no, it's good to be back. Um, Yes, as you can tell, after two weeks away, Wilbur has rejoined the fray. Uh, and this is the 40 Yard Switch, episode 70. Uh, many thanks to Deck for stepping in last week. I uh, performed admirably. The big 69. Yeah, the big 69. I just shagged you missed that one. <laughs> I was definitely looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, plenty to, to get through. And uh, it's late and we're both tired. So we're going to try and whiz through a bunch of stuff here. Um, all right. So there's been two rounds of Premier League um, since... I last spoke to you, uh, you all listening, um, <laughs> uh, and in that time, uh, I think Deck predicted the result but didn't predict the score. Uh, Liverpool have beat, gone on to beat City one nil. Who saw that coming? Definitely not me. Yeah. Well, Deck. <laughs> yeah, Deck apparently. And uh, yeah, you said you said Jan. Yannick pr- predicted, predicted the, the score line and the result. Yeah. Crazy. Did, did he give some? Did he give some justification for that beforehand? Nah, or? he said one nil Liverpool. Asked me after the game whether or not I'm joking. Okay, right. <laughs> and then he, and he was like, he was like, oh yeah, nah, City, City we're never gonna thrash us at Anfield. And I was like, okay, like, well they might have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mo Salah obviously played quite well. Mm-hmm. Joe Cancelo dived in. I thought, yeah, uh, Pep's antics on the sidelines pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Just, and, like, there's one thing, like, Arteta learned the hard way. Like, one thing you never want to do is rile up the Anfield crowd. Yeah. Because Liverpool will win that game if you do that. Yeah. And, yeah, he found that out. But I also feel like not much to complain about if you're Pep, really, like, with the refereeing decisions. If anything, Liverpool had more to complain about. Like, the thing that Klopp got set off for, that was a yellow card and a foul all day on Salah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was with Bernardo Silva, right? Yeah, yeah Bernardo, probably Bernardo Silva was complaining about consistency of decisions after yeah. the game or something. I don't know, he's Yeah, I, I've just seen a lot of things on social media about how, like, you know, he looks like he's going to leave every year and then, you know, gets very fired up for that derby. It's interesting. Mm. Means a lot to him. Yeah. Um, but Liverpool, yeah, clean sheet against the high, most highest scoring team in the league um, is huge, considering their defensive woes in recent weeks. And then they backed up uh, the other uh, yesterday morning, uh, or maybe this morning, uh, with another clean sheet against West Ham. Uh, yeah, things are starting to finally come together for Liverpool, it seems. Yeah, and but Darwin Nunez's first goal at Anfield, I think yeah. that was that was this morning. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he, to be fair, I only watched the highlights, but he looked good in that first half against West Ham yeah had the volley off the post and the goal yeah. I saw that little stat snippet that you sent to the soccer Instagram as well about yeah. how he's like first for a bunch of metrics like, yeah yeah. Um, don't yeah. read too much into that but it is interesting <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting I, mean, I, I think I think it like you know is, is consistent with his game like he's 
he's nowhere near as clean and as clinical as as Erling Haaland, but you know he's very athletic and puts himself around and yeah. The goals that he does score, though, are pretty jammy. Yeah. <laughs> Although the header, the header was good, but yeah, the, the rest of the goals he scored are kind of just like he's fallen over or it hits his like knee or something. Yeah, or like deflection. Yeah. yeah. But um, credit where it's due, I do feel like he is gradually improving with every game. Um, and it's just hard when you compare, when the huge price tag and you're getting compared against possibly the, the, the best striker in the world for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very hard. Yeah, is is it a turning point for Liverpool? I I think I think yes. I think they were always going to figure it out at some point. Um, and I would I I feel like this feels like them starting to figure it out. Mm. Keeping two clean sheets in a row against two decent sides is huge. Yeah, especially because yeah, that's been a big topic. Obviously, Liverpool's defense since yeah. the start of the season. Also, James Milner not being terrible as well against City of all teams was mm. a huge shock for me. Yeah, yeah, it would be interesting. I, 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 I don't know. Not convinced. I'm not convinced that it's a turning point. Fair enough. It's a, it's a big, big result against City, but I just think there's so many. Also, Jota getting injured. True. Salah, even though he scored, like you know, there's there's two or three other chances that normally he'd he'd you know normally he'd have a hat trick on the day. I just think there's yeah yeah I don't know. I, I I'm not I'm not saying it's a turning point. Isn't like they're gonna win the league. I just think it's a turning point in in like everyone was like oh they might not make top four. I'm like well, they're definitely gonna make top four. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they'll make top four as well. Oh, we'll get. Them. Yeah. <laughs> um, next on the 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 run sheet. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Chelsea beat Villa two one. Um, first and foremost, this result means the pressure is mounting on Steven Gerrard. Mount. <laughs> nice. Hey. Um, scored in that game. Uh, yeah, like I mean, there's now links. There's lots of. It's different news links about potentially they're lining up Pochettino if, if they sack him. He hasn't been sacked yet. Um, but then I will say, to to his credit, Villa, I reckon, actually outplayed or at least had the better of the chances in this game. It's just Kepa, Aretha Bagat, Aretha Balaga, <laughs> was really, really good and has been really, really good. Yeah. Well, apparently, you were saying that he saved him this morning as well. Oh, it was Nello. Right yeah, he, 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 he kept Brentford out, and Brentford probably had the better of the chances. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely love to see the the Kepper redemption arc. Um, I, I didn't see much of the Chelsea games, so a, apart from I mean, Kepper I making saw, a lot of... I only saw highlights of both games. Yeah, so. yeah. He, yeah, he, he definitely made, made a lot of saves, but, I mean, Chelsea seemed to be, I don't know, stable at the moment that they're not like amazing they've like strung together results but and they haven't lost yet since under Graham potter but also kepa's facing is making the most amount of saves per game of any keeper in the premier league and if you all you need to do is watch the highlights of their past few games and he's make for being forced to make a lot of saves and me personally i don't think that's sustainable over a long period Mm. um and tiago silva has looked very unconvincing past few weeks with the handball against Palace, and then um, he looked a bit shaky against Villa, um, and then yeah, it is interesting because I suppose definitely when when Graham Potter was at Brighton, like the the thing that was focused on a lot is the the thing that was best about them was their xG. They would like create so many chances and play a nice brand of football, but 
Were, were they known for being leaky defensively? Not really. Like yeah. they they kept a fair few clean sheets, but like they 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 weren't known as like massively defensive. They were just well organized. So like they 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 conceded goals, but like they were very good at home. But like away from home, then you could score against them. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, because I mean th- that's something that obviously fell apart for, for Tuchel that his yeah. defensive solidity and it needs to come back. But it's also interesting that uh, Graham Potter isn't playing his traditional three at the back formation that he played with Brighton. He's playing. Um, He's playing four at the back. Four at the back with Chelsea, and it's just interesting that he isn't sticking with his normal way of doing things. Especially given the fact that Tuchel set up the squad to play. Three at the back. Yeah, like bought the squad, I mean, you know, yeah. to, to play three at the back. Yeah. That is weird. But, um, yeah, do you think Gerard's days are numbered? Or do you think... Because, like, to be fair, the Villa did look better against um, Chelsea. I, I'm not sure how they've gone midweek. Have they played? Um, I think they did. No, they're playing Fulham tomorrow morning. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But if they lose that game, he's really under pressure. Yeah, I think he's definitely in trouble if, if they lose that game. Especially Fulham... Don't don't look that good. They're very hot and cold for them. I feel like they like pull, pull out like impressive performances in some games and then just keel over and get beat in other games. Like when they got done by Newcastle four one. That game against Bournemouth is just like some of the worst set piece defending all round yeah. from both teams. From both teams. Um, yeah, I th- I think I think he's definitely under a bit of pressure. And if they lose to Fulham, it'll it'll be higher. And yeah, just just given the way clubs depart with managers these days, I think mm. it, it's not going to take much. Especially, you know, you're at like a important point of the season, and I think the clubs definitely look at that. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be if you don't want to get to like Christmas and yeah, you're you, sort of floundering in the relegation zone. Exactly, you don't want to wait around, especially especially if um they have Pochettino lined up. Yeah. Which I don't know. I'm about not sure that. Pacino takes that job. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, but but even from Villa's perspective, is he Sean Dyche? <laughs> Maybe a Sean Dyche. <laughs> I, that's I'd like to see that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it actually. Yeah, it would feel it would, it would feel like the natural order had been restored with Sean Dyche coaching another Claret Blue team. Yeah, <laughs> looky likeies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. Looky like he's. Um, but anyway, uh, United uh, drew nil with Newcastle on the weekend, but then this morning, I think, beat Spurs 2-0 in what some United fans, just Vinny, uh, have said <laughs> is uh, possibly United's best performance of the season. Um, I mean, I still think the perform- their performance against Liverpool was pretty damn good, but I mean, look, they, they look, in the highlights, they look pretty good. I think I think a very big thing is, and we've we've talked about it a lot, is that um, you know midfield was an issue for a long time, and Casemiro has come in and started to look pretty. Like he's made mistakes here and there, but yeah, he does look pretty solid. Though. On on the whole, um, like you always see clips because people love him and always want to say how good he is, and you always see like little stat snippets of you know his game, like hundred percent pass accuracy, all these passes. He's definitely made mistakes, but I think he's acclimatizing now and is definitely at least, at the very least, a stabilizing presence there. At the very least, better than McTominay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's just, and yeah, I suppose he seems to free up Fred a little bit. Um, 
Fred played well yesterday or this morning against Tottenham. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was it was like a combination of two things. United United had one of their best games this season, and also Spurs looked really poor, like really poor. They had I think they had maybe one big chance in that game, and yeah, they didn't play well against us either. No, they got the result, and you know, I, I suppose people were saying like you know it's one of those ones where you don't play well you get the results sign of a good side but yeah I think and they got buttered by us <laughs> <laughs> and again Antonio Conte I just saw his post-match interview before again he, he was remember after the game against like Burnley or something yeah he was like, maybe yeah, I'm not so good maybe not so good he was it's very disparaging of I think he was saying something along the lines like every time we play a top side we, we don't play well and yeah I mean, they have now lost against. Oh, they they played. They didn't lose to Chelsea, but played poorly. Lost to us, lost to United. Mm. But they've had a relatively good start to the season as well. Yeah, but on a relatively easy run, I feel like like mm. they've and they've lost the big games that that they've had. Mm. True. Um, but they like they are still third, so credit where it's due. But I'm just interested to see like how sustainable because they have this. They have like I think the like. By far, at the moment, um, or at least before this United game, like the best shot conversion rate, like it's like, f- like, f- like five points better, five percent better than anyone else. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not sustainable. They will regress to the mean at some point, and when that happens, a lot of their other stats are quite poor. Mm. So, true. They do have some very clinical strikers at the they same do. time, but they do. Whether it's five percentage points high, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually don't know with Tottenham. I don't know. I I, I think they're quite good. Um, but I don't know whether they're going to be good enough to, to make get to top the top four. four. Yeah, especially with the, the resurgence of United now as well, and I guess Chelsea. But mm. then again, I'm not convinced about Chelsea either, but with the, with the resurgence of United, because United have now beat Arsenal, Liverpool, and Spurs all at home. Um, so It's pretty crazy, the improvements... Yeah, the Ten Hag is made of that place. It really is, and like even players like Anthony, like huge, huge fee, but like he looks pretty good. Yeah, he does look yeah. really good. Yeah, um, but yes, one thing though that out of United's uh, happy night <laughs> uh, was <laughs> somewhat <laughs> sour moment. It's like almost 10.30. I'm losing my mind here. Um, so was uh, Ronaldo um, throwing a bit of a tantrum, uh, walking in, uh, off the bench and down the tunnel with three minutes to go in the game. Um, looking like a bit of a petulant child. Grumpy guts. Grumpy guts indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, 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 don't, I don't think Ten Hag owes him anything. I don't think United owes him anything. Um, you hear Roy Keane banging on about Oh, get him up front. He scores goals, like you know, this and that. But like, United are playing better without him. Like, look, yeah, like, God, I'm such a trouble. <laughs> I feel like there's like, there's only. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> you talking happy moment, happy night? <laughs> I feel like you can't really listen to the, these pundits like yeah. sort of advice <laughs> when you've got Ten Hag turning the club around in the way that he has. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's very clear that Ten Hag knows what he's doing. Oh, evidently. 
Yeah. Evidently. Um, Jesus Christ, the biggest brain fart. Just that, I know. thought you were still laughing about... No, no, I just... I just um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, Ronaldo is just showing a very evident lack of professionalism. Um, and, like, where else is he going to go? Like, he could, could go to a French league side that's in the Champions League. He could go to Marseille or something. And sure. Or, you know, that crazy swap deal to PSG that me and Deck were talking about last week if you didn't hear about that we were mm. like imagine Mbappe and Ronaldo plus cash to PSG and Mbappe, Mbappe to United Mbappe to United yeah. that would be because like because like listen hear me out hear, hear us out right we were like Mbappe wants to be the main guy on a on a team like he wants to be and he wants to play behind the striker so he can play um, like as like a sort of slightly staggered two with Rashford like they can make it work. Anyway, he could be the main guy at United, play Champions League. Oh, sorry, not play play Europa League this season, but then like be in the Champions League. He's got years. Yeah. Ronaldo just wants to be fed the ball at the top and score goals playing in the Champions League, and he would also get to play with Leo Messi, which is something would be fucking crazy to see. So yeah. Ronaldo plus like sixty million or I don't know how much money for Mbappe. It would I never think, happen. But I think they'd have to. They'd have to still pay. Yeah, it would never happen. But like, it, it's cool to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I I just really wonder who would like any side that's playing Champions. It would take Ronaldo because first of all the price tag. Um, second of all, the sort of just effect that he's had on the last few sides that he's been at. Yeah. Like just kind and of and all this shit like the sucking sh- shroppy attitude. And then like. The main thing, when he's played this season, he's looked not very good. Yeah. Like, he's looked pretty average. He scored two goals. One was a penalty and one was like, albeit a good finish against Everton, but like, that's all he's shown this season. Yeah. I watched, yeah, a few Europa League highlights of United. I think their last two Europa League Against Ammonia. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, just all over the place. Did not look good. So, yeah, he's kind of made his own bed and he kind of just needs to lie in it now, I feel like. Be nice if he was just a bit more accepting of where he's at. Yeah, you know? I, I guess it's a hard, a hard pill to swallow when you're that good for so long, and then all of a sudden you're not that good. Yeah, yeah. Especially but when you're seeing Messi like everybody. having having a resurgence after everyone thought he might be worse last season. Yeah, but you know he's he's done it at a high level for way longer than anybody else. Still, yeah, yeah. I think you've at some point you've got to show a little bit of you, you're going to ruin your image if you don't. If you're not like at least a tiny little bit humble, yeah. But that's the thing. I think he's he he. That's the thing that I've I've thought about Ronaldo for a while, and for a while he was so his pay was so good that it kind of didn't matter. But like his ego is just that big that it's there's always there was always going to come like a breaking point where it's like his ego, his ego and his talent have always like gone like that. Like they have they haven't intersected, but they're intersecting now, and his talent is going down. His ego is still yeah rising. I suppose the, the other thing that people will say is that, yeah, the reason why he's done so well for so long is because of his lack of humility. Yeah. Like, he's just... I am the best. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, uh, just briefly, I um, wanted to touch on Arsenal beat Leeds, dicey game, bit controversial. But, that you know, like we just said before about Spurs beating um, teams um, in unconvincing ways, you know, good teams find a way to win. Blah, blah, blah. Saliba mistake. Yeah, Saliba handball and Gabriel almost getting sent off. Probably should have got sent off if I'm honest. I don't, I don't really know how they got. It's just weird VAR rules. Like, 
I get the Bamford thing negates the penalty because he fouls him first, but then I like I feel like Gabriel's kick up should still be a red card of offence. Mm. Anyway, uh, it's not what I want to talk about. I just wanted to briefly touch on the fact that Arsenal men's side top of the league, Arsenal women's side top of the league, Arsenal men's side top of their Europa League group, um, Arsenal women's side uh, top of their Champions League group, and also just put um, five goals past the current Champions League holders, Leon at at Leon, for the and that's the first time someone scored four or more goals um, against Leon at home uh, in seventeen years. That's hectic. Yeah. They're doing all right at the moment. They're doing all right. <laughs> uh, led by Beth Mead, which segues perfectly into our next segment. Just just quick side note. <laughs> Top of your Europa League group isn't that much of a... <laughs> but, like, it's just nice symmetry, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, yeah, it's obviously not, no, nothing to harp on about seeing us until we're back in the Champions League. But, um, but yes, the Ballon d'Or. Uh, Beth Mead finished second in the Ballon d'Or to Alexia Pateas. And Karen in the women's Ballon d'Or, and uh, Karen Benzema finished first ahead of Sadio Mane and Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll start with the men's. Uh, Karen, I mean Karen, but it was never going to be anyone else. Um, yeah. He won pretty much everything there was to win at club level last year. Nice pair of spectacles on. Did have a nice pair, and Van had the same suit as Tupac. <laughs> Oh, that? was he? Yeah, he's like it's like it's like the suit that Tupac wore in the nineties, and he's got the exact same suit on. Oh, like cool. A little neck fitting and everything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like thoroughly deserved, like top goal scorer in the league, top goal scorer I think in Europe as well. Um, yeah. yeah, just yeah, just his role in that Champions League run was yeah incredible, phenomenal. Um, only thing I'll say about the men's thing is uh, Thibaut Courtois deserves to be a lot higher. Like he was instrumental in Real Madrid's Champions League run and was one of the best keepers in the world. Probably arguably the best keeper in the world last season. Mm. So, um, and I know he threw a bit of a tantrum about keepers not saying, oh, it's so hard to win it at a keeper. But, but like, yeah, I think he deserves to be third, probably ahead of De Bruyne. But yeah, I mean, it's just hard. As a you keeper, know, you're yeah. a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. But like, if he doesn't save that shot against Grealish. That Real Madrid don't make the final, and then he has, and then he was man of the match in the final. Yeah, true. He was amazing in that final. Yeah, I think it's just hard. Yeah, you know? it's just. I mean, Manuel Neuer won everything there was to win and was the best player on a Bayern team in 2014 and still finished second. So it's like, yeah, yeah. What can you do? Has a keeper ever won it? Not that I know of. No. Yeah. Uh, but the women's. I think just just quick on 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 Sadio Mane as well. It's a it's, it's a pretty pretty good result for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not surprised, but I suppose I'm a little bit surprised. <laughs> I mean, yeah, won, won the won the African Cup of Nations, performed very well with Liverpool, um, made it to the Champions League final, won the finished second in the league, won both domestic cups. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Decent. Um, but then, yeah, the women's Alexia Patea speaks about Beth Mead, and I think this is a bit of a robbery, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, I mean, that's 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 what I was thinking as well when, when we were talking about. It. I mean, Beth Mead, just what what she did at at, at the women's Euros was yeah. was incredible. I think the only thing that she's hurt by is the fact that they didn't she didn't win any domestic silverware. Mm. She didn't. She came second in the league and didn't make the Champions League final. But Pateas won 
the Champions League final and... No, she lost the Champions League final to, to Leon. Leon. Yeah. Mm. And I'm assuming she won the league with Barcelona. Um, in fact, I'm almost certain she won the league with Barcelona. But it's just like... I feel like the Euros play of the tournament, top gold school of the tournament, kind of trumps... Like, she's, Beth Mead's still had a very good domestic season. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard as well because cause Pateus missed it through, through injury. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you, you, availability is the best ability, you know what I mean? Like, if she's not there, she... Yeah. Like, it kind of, like, you know, means that... How can she really deserve to win it if she doesn't even play in, like, the biggest tournament of the year? Yeah. Like, credit to her. Back-to-back Ballon d'Or is very impressive, but I, I think Beth Mead deserved it more. I still don't even know how this is even, like... It's recently changed, apparently. I'm not sure when, maybe in the last year or two, to it's now... It used to be calendar year. It's now season. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, people just vote. Yeah, I think people that are in the Ballon d'Or Academy, it's like kind of like how people in the Academy vote for the Oscars. Yeah, okay. People who are in the... Whatever does the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Vote for it. It's a mainland Europe bias. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> no, but I think Beth Mead's very stiff not to get it. After yeah. being top goal scoring player of the tournament of the Euros. And like maybe, you know, coming second in her league versus first in, in Proteus's. It's very thin margins yeah. in the domestic side. But we digress. Um, lastly, what we're going to do now is... Didn't digress that much. <laughs> well... <laughs> Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> um, last thing we're going to do is uh, 10, oh, yeah. 10 games into the season is kind of where after, you, like when, um, Wilbur, can you also get the, the, the league table up on that? Um, Absolutely. Thanks, Matt. Uh, 10 games into the season, it's a cliche that often you can kind of see how the ladder's looking and this is kind of like a pretty good indicator of the, roughly how it might look at the end of the season a few teams will move around but the teams that are in the top of the half are generally the teams that are anyway uh, so we're going to look at that and then we're also going to look at our predictions that we made before the season and just sort of react to them and uh, give our thoughts on some things we may change uh, or not change um, so firstly the league table um, I mean look at it it looks pretty good to me <laughs> um, very good uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to stay that way. But um, yeah, interesting. At the moment, yeah, no one expected Liverpool to be seventh. I don't think um, Newcastle are pretty much where I expected them to be. Um, I think, and again, Brighton hurt. Losing Potter has hurt them a little bit, but they're still thereabouts. Hmm. Um, Brentford is surprising. I thought they would fall off a bit, but they've been very good. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely thought Brentford were going to fall mm. off a lot more. And Bournemouth, since sacking Scott Parker, were undefeated until this morning when they lost Southampton. So, yeah, they've really pulled out some results, and Dom Solanke is re- re- like really playing well, for, mm. I suppose, for the first time in in the Premier League. Fulham, as despite the fact that we touched on they're inconsistent, are punching above their weight a bit. They were my pick to be overachievers, so for now, I'm I'm still pretty happy with that. Like they're they're doing well. Um, yeah, they're about achieving at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, West Ham, well underachieving at the moment. Um, don't really know what's going on there. As well as Leicester City, also underachieving at the moment. And I'm pretty sure that was my pick, Leicester, to underachieve. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, nice. 
What I said underachiever Spurs. Spurs. I mean, but let's. Yeah, but I, like I still a, think that's a good good yeah, shout. By it's the a end good of the shout by the end of this. So what we're gonna do now is that we're gonna go through each of our picks and be like, would we change it? Or are we, are we gonna like stick or twist, as they say on Love Island? Right, nice. um, so champions, Liverpool, Liverpool. We both picked. I'm gonna twist on this. I reckon City's winning the league. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I'd, I'd twist on it, but I'm gonna come out and say it. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon Arsenal will <laughs> will win it. We'll win the league. <laughs> Fuck, that's a hot take. But it's, a very, take it. it's a very hot take. <laughs> um, all right, top four. You had Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Man U. Um, you want those four teams still, but probably just a different in a different order. I'll replace Liverpool with Chelsea. Okay, interesting. Uh, I had Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham, Arsenal. I'll replace Tottenham with Man United. Um, and but then I have yeah, and I have Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, United. Um, moving on, next we have overachiever. You picked Nottingham. I picked Fulham. Uh, I'm going to stick with Fulham. I reckon. I reckon. Like, if they finish tenth, I reckon that's an overachievement, uh, and I reckon they can do it. And you picked Nottingham. First of all, I think I think Fulham will fall off. Fall off. I reckon. I reckon the signs there. I reckon if 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 Mitrovic's goals dry up, mm. and like they don't look very solid defensively. No. Definitely twisting on Nottingham. Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, this is before they like. I reckon they signed like at least five more players. Yeah, after that. I reckon it's ten more players after yeah. I made this prediction. So who are you picking with now to the end of the season? Overachiever. Because also for full disclosure, this is the last time we're going to be making any adjustments to our predictions. Mm. So we got to pick a team and stick with them. Also, haven't had time to think about this, but yeah, I've really put them in the put them in the lurch here. Um, Palace, maybe. But you got to be careful because Palace finishing tenth is achieving. Yeah, true. Alright, I'll, I'll I'll go with Newcastle. I, I reckon I reckon that what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, no, I like it. Sorry about that. Them they're making Europa League is overachieving in my opinion. I reckon, I reckon they're they that like. I think I, I think Newcastle will probably get in a few more signings in January as well, and Ooh. just like keep on building. So yeah, let's go with Newcastle. All right, uh, what did we have next? Underachiever. I'm sticking with Leicester. They look shit. I'll stick with Spurs too. Yeah, I, I like that. I'd tip them to fall off. They're, they're, they're also they've been, they've looked very shaky, like we've already touched on. Uh, top goal goal scorer, you said Salah. Top goal scorer, I said Jesus. I'm pretty sure we're both going to twist on this. I'd probably go with Haaland. Probably go with Haaland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, young player, you picked Anthony Gordon. I picked William Saliba. I'm sticking with William Saliba. I think he's looked really, really good, and I think he's a shout to win it. Still, I'd probably twist on Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> But what young player to go for? I don't know. Is they maybe? Is 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 Saka still? Yeah, he's still eligible. Yeah, I go with Saka. Martinelli also eligible. I go with Saka. Saka, yeah, I like it. He's, he's on a mad one this year. Um, one to watch. Patterson. I reckon that's a that's a good pick. Yeah, I stick with Patterson. Uh, I'm twisting on Neto just because he's not done nothing um one to watch i'm probably going to have um miguel almiron miguel almiron yeah he's already been pretty good and i reckon he's 
finding his his groove in this team. Yeah, it's crazy. He's well, like basically every every player in Newcastle. But yeah. yeah, just the resurgence is crazy. Yeah. Um, um, and lastly, relegated. This will be interesting. So you had Fulham, Leeds, Brentford. Are you twisting on any of these? Changing it up? I don't think Brentford will get relegated anymore. No. I think Nottingham Forest will get relegated. Yeah. I think Leeds. I think Leeds will also get relegated mm-hmm. still. It's tough down the bottom. Yeah, it's very. I'll just stick with Fulham. I'll stick with Fulham. I'm going Leeds to get relegated, Forest to get relegated, and um, Wolves. Wait, so so you've you've changed Wolves for Southampton and Bournemouth. Wait, you're sticking with Bournemouth? No, 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 sorry. I'm swapping Bournemouth for Forest, sticking with Leeds, and I'm... Actually, no. Do I think Wolves... No, Wolves actually have a too too good a squad to get relegated. I'm sticking with Southampton. I think... I, like, they had a good, couple of good results, but recently they've been on the slide a little bit. And then they won this morning, but... I don't know. I'm... I'm they're t- again, they're just so hot and cold. Like, And all, all it takes for them is to just be cold for a little bit too long. And they could... Especially with... like, I don't think... I think Everton will figure it out. Uh, I think Villa, with or without Gerrard, will figure it out, and I think Wolves will figure it out. So, some worrying signs for Everton at the yeah. moment, though. And I think Leicester won't get relegated either, despite where they are on the table at the moment. Yeah, less. I don't think Leicester will. But get they're still going to heavily underachieve. Like they, I, they'll be bottom half for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So what did I say? Fulham, Leeds, and Forest. Forest. And I'm saying Forest, Leeds, and Southampton. Hmm. Mm. Okay. We heard it here first, folks. Do you think he's... Surely he's under pressure. Who? Nottingham Forest, man. Steve Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you bring in 20 blokes and you're second last, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like they can't buy a win at the moment. They drew against Brighton this morning. Haven't won a game since they beat West Ham, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, it's rough. It's rough out here. Um I do kind of want to see him stay up though, because they're just like they have a great fan base. Nottingham Forest, like I like them as a club. I just don't like what they did in the transfer market. Yeah, maybe also biased because I had him as my fifth career mode. But also, yeah, very interesting the Jesse Lingard signing now is really not looking too good. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing we didn't do in the predictions before the season signing of the season. Did we not? Did we not do that? No, we didn't because we were going to do it after the transfer window finished, and then we forgot to do didn't it. Didn't do it. All right, let's. I'll, I'll, I'll press you for it right now, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for Gabriel. It's, I'm, this is where I, Gabriel Jesus for me signing of the season. Okay, well, I think it's got to be Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland. I, yeah, think, I think it's probably got to be. Yeah, that's fair. But Lissandra Martinez. Yeah, maybe. I just think, yeah. To, at this point, it's hard to go past Haaland. Yeah, only reason I'm he's picking just his impact is just stupid. Yeah, only reason I'm picking Jesus over Haaland is because I think City would have still been really, really good without him. Not not taking away, he's still being incredible. But I think Jesus has had more of a transformative impact at Arsenal than Haaland has had at City. Like, by not much, but well, yeah. If 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 my prediction of Arsenal winning the league <laughs> comes, comes true, true, then that will be signing of the season. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yes, that will. To make predictions. Oh yes, make predictions. Shit, Chelsea United. All right, quickly. Um, 
I think Chelsea are going to brick it here, I reckon. Wait, is this at Stamford Bridge or is this at Old Trafford? Good question. I think it's at Stamford Bridge because Chelsea listed mm. first. You know, I haven't been that good away from home this year. Um, Bridge, yeah. But also, like, the way Chelsea have been playing last few last few games, I'm not convinced. So I think United win 2-1. I think United win, I'll say... I'll say 2-0. 2-0. I like it. Yes, yeah, yeah Kepa can only do so much, and I think this is where he's finally breached after the past few games. Mm. But yes, uh, that'll be all from us, um, as as always. It's good to have Wilbur back, but as, uh, but as always, um, if you like what you heard, follow us on Spotify, uh, follow us on Instagram, 40hourtwitch.pod. Um, and yeah. We'll uh, talk to you soon. <laughs> See you next time.